Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shay Cornette, Peter Burns, and for Canty and Carlin, we sent out uh, Christmas cards here in the Burns household. Although it was all the worst things. Like Peter got a hangnail. He has a hearing aid now. Uh, you know, Lauren just had hip surgery. Like we're all getting going, like, humbug. Yeah, whatever the worst things that could have happened in the Burns household, we send that. Just so you know, we you know we heard what um, you know the guys just say. said. Yeah. yeah, like you just you know, I don't think it's a, that big of a flex. Is it that big of a flex to send the the Christmas card? I, I feel like it's a flex like, if you show your house and you have a super super nice house. Well, That's and about if the you end. send multiple holiday cards or you know what I'm saying throughout the course of the year, it's a little bit yeah. of a flex. One a year, like let's show our best That's selves. It. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Life exactly. is tough. Life I is know. a celebrate, right? This show always presented by Progressive Insurance. You can follow her on Twitter at Shea Pepler, myself at Peter Burns ESPN. All right, we saw a Thursday night football game, which, by the way, I've always hated Thursday night football with an absolute intense passion. I always felt like it should be a relegation game. Like each week, instead of flexing games to Sunday night, they should take the two worst teams. Like the Cardinals and the Broncos should have had to play on Thursday night because we'll watch any kind of dredge of football product as long as it's on television, they right? They did do that the first 10 weeks of the season, Peter. And, what are you and, talking about? And that's what they did. But finally, <laughs> right, we saw Al and Kurt, like they had a great game or at least an interesting game because we were waiting to see, Shay, what, what Brock Purdy was going to do. You know, Mr. Irrelevant and yada, yada, yada. And what he did was was not a ton, but enough. 17 to 26, 217 yards, two tuds, and it was yet another win. Kyle Shanahan in his postgame presser talked about how big of a win it was. To be able to clinch the division and just have a couple days, we can relax a little bit, but um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this isn't um, our final goal by any means. I'm very proud of our team and what we accomplished throughout the year to get to this. Um, Our goal is to get in the tournament, and we accomplished that today, but um, now it's all trying to set that up to be the best situation we can and uh, hopefully get some of our guys back, too, in the process. That game last night, Shay, I don't believe in that division last night was not one in the actual game, but rather weeks ago when they decided, you know what, we're going all in. Christian McCaffrey, you're done with the Panthers, let's go. Because I don't think that the 49ers are the team that they are. As much as we want to talk about their defense, you look at how much they gave the rock to Christian McCaffrey. 32 carries, 132 yards, did it, and, and, and basically was that safety valve for Brock Purdy. Like all, all everyone wants to talk about Purdy. But it was the defense and Christian McCaffrey that were the difference makers, and they've been they've been there for for what the last couple of weeks starting to meld together. Yeah, look, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Trey Lance, it doesn't matter. That's never going to be the identity of the 49ers. It doesn't matter who's starting under center, and I think that's why they've been able to be successful over the last several years. This isn't just Mm -hmm. lightning in a bottle. So first of all, that's a good game plan, obviously, to have for Kyle Shanahan and this Niners squad, considering the turnover they've had to have at that position. And I think the fact that you've seen Jimmy Garoppolo take this team to a Super Bowl, despite you know not having the best arm, the most accurate arm, or the best running capability, 
capabilities, whatever it is, proves to you that it matters who their talent is around their, their quarterback. And they've brought in enough weapons and some of the best in the National Football League to take them to the next level. When you look at quarterbacks that are backups in the National Football League, and we can rank as many as we want here, but Brock Purdy at this point now is at the very top. Now, I know he's only played two games, but his QBR is almost at 80. His completion percentage is over 70. He has over eight yards per pass attempt. He's over 200 yards per game. Mm. And then his passing and touchdown percentage is over eight. When you look at the next guys in line, the drop-off in terms of QBR is like 30 30 percentage points. Mike White, Taylor Heineke, Colt McCoy, John Wolford, they don't even hold a candle to what Brock Purdy has been able to do through two games. And so having valuable backups in this league matters, and I feel like we've seen that more this year, Peter, than I ever remember seeing in years past. No, you're right. And, and again, talking about how the NFL has made its way to protect QB1s, because they know, right? Like, there is a drop-off when you start talking about the pure talent, the Mahomes, the, the Joe Burrows of the world, even Lamar. Like, hey, making sure those guys are protected, because they've seen what happens, the, the, the drop-off. And these guys are all, you know, capable guys. It just goes to show you how small that, that, that margin is to make it in the NFL. But I think it was brilliant, and I want to give more credit to the, the the front office of what the 49ers did because I love the fact that they went in on Trey Lance and the fact that Shanahan knew, hey, listen, guess what? I can win with a Garoppolo. I can win with a Brock Purdy, which, by the way, he started three years in high school and was a four-year starter at Iowa State. So that's seven years where he's been a guy. Yeah. So it was almost like, all right, we got a guy that, man, push comes to shove. We got to get out there. We can make it work. But it makes me appreciate Kyle Shanahan's confidence in himself that he said, you know what? I can make it work with just about anybody. But let's take a gander and let's go for a guy like Trey Lance, who if I can get really cooking and if he ends up being the guy, buddy, buckle up. Because the sky's the limit. Now, Lance hasn't lived up to that. but it Not took, even a little. Not even a little. But, but, but that was a calculated risk. And when you're that good defensively, you can take calculated risk. And that's why the 49ers right now are, are I don't say they're the front runner, but I'm going to be damn disappointed, Shay, if I don't get a 49ers-Eagles-NFC championship game. Like, that, hey. like I, I, it, will, it will upset me if it's anything different than that. Hey, I agree with you on that. But I think what's even more impressive, what the Niners gave up to get Trey Lance didn't affect them at all. Like, if you have to go and give up multiple first, second round picks to move up to take a quarterback that you're not even sure on that might be your future, and then you are able to keep a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo around, and then you get a Mr. Irrelevant pick who turns out to be great in Brock Purdy, and none of it affects your future the Mm -hmm. way, let's say, everything that the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. I mean, now the the way that they're – The Broncos with Russell Wilson. Exactly. Like, go on down the line for teams that have risked it all. Now, look, the Rams have a Super Bowl to show so I think at the end of the day, they could have three bad years in a row, and they'll still be like, whatever, we still have rings. But my point right. is the fact that the Niners were able to give up as much as they did to go get Trey Lance, who has barely even played and really not been that impressive, is impressive in itself that we're not looking at the front office with big eyes saying, what were you thinking because you mortgaged your entire future? They didn't do that in the least bit. The difference is, Shea Pepler, Peter Burns here at Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio, the difference with the Broncos and the 49ers is that the, the, the 49ers did it going, you know what, if we all of a sudden hit the roulette wheel number with yeah. Trey Lance, we're going to go 
have a deal where we got to with the future NFL quarterback, a future NFL star, and we got to locked in on a rookie contract. The difference with the Denver Broncos is that now you have an aging quarterback to where you gave up all your draft capital for a guy that frankly hasn't lived up to the hype. Now, part of that might be as far as you know the Broncos and, and what they're looking at as far as Hackett and, and how they're running their offense right now. Yes. That's probably a big part of it. But again, Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't know who's liked less as far as the Wilsons in the quarterback world of the NFL. I don't know if it's Zach Wilson in the Jets locker room or Russell Wilson with the Broncos locker room. Like, (laughs) if you had a popularity test, like, who would win in their own locker room between Russell and Zach? I'm not even sure who would. The answer is Russell because he has a Super Bowl ring and he's proven that he can be a main. Kinda, but but kinda, but like at least it's just this year. Yeah, I get it, but but. But you can't tell me, and I talk to people in Denver right now, they're like, bro, I know you've got that. We don't give a blank about it. Like, what are you going to do for us? And I get it. The concussion, in fact, the, the, the word came out that is that even though he cleared concussion protocol today, um, the Broncos are deciding to sit him down. Russell Wilson said he completely agreed with it. That's fine. But in Denver, in that locker room, they thought, you know what, we're good. We've got Russell Wilson coming, and he hasn't lived up to that. Like, people are fine if you do the commercials and you act corny and let's ride and whatnot, but you better be able to back it up. Joe Burrow backs that up in Cincinnati. I haven't seen any part of that as far as Russell Wilson being able to back that up with the Denver Broncos. Joe Burrow is not as corny as Russell Wilson. Let's start there. (laughs) But also, I want to add add on to that Russell Wilson situation because, look, I'm not trying to be an apologist for him. He's not been good. And when you pay someone that much money, someone who has never gotten an MVP vote but in years past should have and has won a Super Bowl and has proven that he is a good quarterback in the National Football League, you should bring him in and he should make the people around him better. And I think we can all agree he has not done that. However, shame on those Denver Broncos to hire a first-year head coach, and then bring in an offensive and defensive coordinator that has zero experience. Yeah. What were you thinking? Well, What, what they were, were I, you thinking? I, I can tell you exactly what they were thinking. They were thinking, they were playing the mind game of, like, if we get Hackett, Hackett is Aaron Rodgers' guy. We think oh, that this is the case, we're gonna go get Aaron, and we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Right. That that right. was the whole deal, right? They right. already saw it once when they got rid of Tebow. They had to go big. They went with Peyton Manning. Okay, boom. They landed him. It ended up working because Peyton's a freaking sheriff, and he's, he's a badass, right? And what they looked at is that Russell Wilson was the, hey, I need to go make a big deal. We're trying to sell this for a bajillion dollars to the next owner. I got to have some type of people are excited about this. And what they thought was they could get Hackett, and that would give them the inside to Aaron Rodgers. But what they did, what they miscalculated was the fact that Aaron Rodgers is his own cat. Like Aaron Rodgers wants to make it difficult himself in a weird, macabre way to prove that he is the greatest of all time. And by the way, we're seeing it. That's not the case necessarily in Green Bay. He's pretty damn good, but he's not. He, he's not Brady. He's not Manning. And now you look at this like they had to make a splash. The problem was it was the wrong splash. Now they have the wrong draft picks or no draft picks coming. And it's I don't know how you get out of that. I don't know how you get out of that situation right here, right now. And and truthfully, had they gotten Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that the Broncos would be better considering the way Rodgers is playing this year and what the Packers have shown you. Now he would have more yeah. weapons in Denver, but anyways, that's a discussion for another day. I love it. I, I love it. The fact when the producers are telling us, like, guys, we got to wrap. Clock Enough. integrity, please. Enough. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Candy and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right there. All right. Uh, stat packet. Think about when people say, hot pocket. We do stat packets. The stats that actually matter coming up this week. Peter Burns, Shea Pepler. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kansi and Carlin, ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornett, Peter Burns sitting in for that dynamic duo. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Shea Pepler, myself, at Peter Burns, ESPN. Some uh, college football news earlier today. UAB won their bowl game and down at the Bahamas, always a good one. And right now in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, UTSA, meet me, the uh, Fighting Roadrunners are up 12-7 to over 24th-ranked uh, Troy right now. Troy just got a turnover. UTSA's fourth turnover in the game. Other big news we saw, too. Will Anderson and Bryce Young, Shay, both arguably, I would say, top five picks. You know, Alabama quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, the incredible defensive end, saying that they are not opting out of the bowl. In fact, Alabama will not have a single opt-out, they said, uh, at least to this point, when they take on K-State. I mean, how about that? That's that's, um, that's big news. It's you know, I, I kind of always had the mentality that, like, players that were playing in the college football playoff were the only ones that considered not sitting out. Now, obviously, this year, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, having Alabama have everyone at full strength is great for college football and for the postseason. But, um, you know, I guess we all still kind of hold our breaths. I see both sides of it, Peter. I really I, do. I, it wouldn't affect me. I think in years past, it would not have hurt my feelings or, like, I, I would have more of a problem with it had guys opted out. I'd be like, that's 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 not cool. But the more and more we see it, I mean, I, I remember Jake Butt, the, the Michigan yeah, uh, the tight end, who yeah. had a great career and then all of a sudden got banged up. Um, we've too. seen that happen in bowl games before to where it's like, man, that's just, that's just brutal. That's tough. They get injured. Now, I also wonder if part of the new world of name, image, and likeness plays a role in that. Right, like any guy like Will Anderson and, and Bryce Young, they they already have an insurance policy from Alabama, or you know if they're a top ten pick, a lot of times the school will pay for that. Then the then the next agent basically or the families themselves front the money for the insurance policy, even even beyond that. But I I wonder too if some of these deals with players and name, image, and likeness, saying hey, listen, we're going to sign you to a deal. Um, but we'd like for you to promote it all the way past the bowl games. And if there's some money attached to that, I I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But um, I'm not going to fault a guy either way. If he decides not to play, I mean, we got to start looking at bowl games as being just an exhibition game. It's fun. It's it, you know, And it's, by the way, it's just a, it's, it's college. 
It's not, it's, it's not the NFL. Relax just a little bit. Um, speaking of the NFL, our research group always puts together these in, incredible information packets. And we started going through it this week. And I want to play a little game of uh, stat packet with the guys. Uh, so let's go ahead. Gentlemen, Let's uh, first game, what are we starting with? Dolphins at Bills. All right, stat, first stat, stat up. No, you got to say the stat packet like Hot Pocket. Oh, I have just to do that every time? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stat packet. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed, Nailed it. it. In fact, you know what? One hitter quitter. Just saw, you have that I one. I honestly didn't know I had the range to get yeah, up that high. Good, it was buddy. good. A couple you. octaves there. All right. First one. Tua of the Dolphins. He's 0-3 with two touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 14 total QBR when kickoff temperatures are Ooh. below 50 degrees in his career. Uh, they're going to be below 50 in Buffalo's this weekend. Is that a, is that a meaningful stat to you, Peter? I, you know what's funny is the first thing I thought was like, all right, he's 0-3 when the weather's cold. He played at Alabama. He's from Hawaii. It's not a big deal. I just didn't know the numbers were that bad. You know, Shay? Like, I, I, like quarterback stats could be a little misleading to a certain extent as far as when it comes to wins. But seeing the total QBR being that low, ah, it's brutal, right? And, I mean, again – I feel like you got to be able to run the ball at least to have some success. Miami hasn't been able to run the ball right now at all. I think this is a, a stat that actually plays in this game. Yeah, I do too. Um, it, it, this isn't good, and I agree with you. The wins, losses don't matter to me as much as that QBR under 20 in three times that, that he has played in cold weather games. It's problematic. I remember I used to cover the Bears, uh, Peter, in Chicago for a lot of years, and I remember a game against uh, Jared Goff and the Rams. They were very good that year. What year was that, 2018 maybe? They came to Chicago. It was freezing cold Sunday night football, and the Bears just dismantled them. And the whole narrative was essentially that, like, Jared Goff and this Rams team was not ready for how cold it was in Chicago, and it was 100% true. And so, you know, I've I've covered a lot of really cold games at Lambeau and Chicago, wherever it may be, and and it it is a thing. thing. the opposition it, it goes the other way too like for the for the dolphins the dolphins use the heat to their advantage as well like you know mm-hmm. their one their visitor sideline is so hot in the months of september and october and so i do think it goes both ways but it matters and i think as you and i were talking about earlier getting over this hump for tua is just another thing that he needs to add on to his resume this season to prove that he is in that uh elite quarterback company no doubt that's why it's such a big week for him and it was funny it was Shea was at the start of uh when we were getting ready for our show I wanted to dispel these rumors about okay Miami cold weather teams don't or warm weather teams don't play well then I started looking up the last eight games that the Miami Dolphins have played under 40 degrees oh and eight no it's a, as Herm Edwards would say weather is real, is real. Yeah, it's real. the weather is real it is really real and there's nothing you can do about it Herm was great earlier on the show here. All right, next game. Lions at Jets. Step packing. Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) All right, Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions QB. He is 1-9 in his career, including the playoffs, against the AFC East. He's the only... The only QB worse with a worse record against the AFC East since division realignment in 2002 is Jacoby Brissett, who was 0-6. Shea, is this a meaningful stat? 
Heck no. I could care less. This is a different day for Jared Goff and this, <laughs> this Lions team. I think actually Jared Goff deserves a little bit of credit for the way the Lions have been playing as of late. And I think this there's been too much drama with this Jets team and the quarterback situation that's been going on. I know they have to travel. Obviously, the Lions do because they're going to MetLife in this one. But to me, I could care less what Jared Goff's numbers are against the division. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I, I think the Lions are, are going to run away with this game this weekend against the I'd, Jets. Sorry, I'd like to play devil's advocate. But the devil doesn't need an advocate, Mr. Peter Burns. Damn, that's a good line. Okay. <laughs> that kind of kind of just totally diffuses what like the conversation that I wanted to have about it. Whenever you drop go that. Go ahead. If you must, go the ahead. The devil doesn't need an advocate? God, that is brilliant, Shay. <laughs> that is incredible. I will offer you this, and I'm going to use your own words. You talked about Jared Goff whenever you covered the, the Bears, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of those times you're playing outdoors. You're going to be playing you know, outdoors and taking on the Jets at that point. So I look at this and I go, I do think that number plays into a little bit of it. Like One of the reasons why I like the Jets this weekend is because Jared Goff is who they're going to be playing with. I think the weather's going to be a little bit brutal. But on the, on the flip side of it as well, too, is I think the Jets, if they're smart, they look at the same uh, blueprint as the 49ers ran with Brock Purdy, just being like, let's make sure Zach Wilson doesn't make any mistakes. Let's keep it. Let's win it on, on, on running the ball, and let's play some good defense. I kind of buy into the one and nine stat. All right, kinda. fine. You, but go ahead, buy into it. To me, it has no meaning whatsoever on what's going on with Jared Goff and the Lions this year. But don't care. Mm-mm, not even Devil a little bit. doesn't need an advocate. You guys oh, can use incredible. that. Incredible. All right, one more. Let's get one in. All right, go ahead. Patriots at Raiders. Stat <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill Belichick it has makes a, the segment really. I don't know what we're saying if it makes any sense, but you saying stat package just totally makes it. I agree. Bill Belichick has a lengthy coaching tree, but it's been a struggle against his, his mentees of late. Over the last five seasons, Belichick has just a 375 win percentage in his games against his former assistants or coaches after posting a 619 win percentage from 2007, or excuse me, 2000 to 2017. Obviously, he's playing Josh McDaniels this weekend. Peter, meaningful? Um, gosh. Now the devil doesn't need an advocate because I keep going back and forth on this one. I think there's a little bit to it because I think the mystique of coaching against Belichick is not as 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 crazy as it once was. Like I know it's a big thing in the collegiate world about Nick Saban, right? Hey, I mean, how how is Saban done against his kind of proteges, his coaching tree? But I think the newness has wore off, and I think the fear factor. But I can't, I can't figure out, Shay, if that's a fear factor of coaching against Belichick or was it the fear factor of facing Tom Brady? It feels more like a Tom Brady discussion than it does a Bill Belichick one, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the same Raiders squad that lost to the Colts when Jeff Saturday was the coach for 24 hours and the Rams when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback for like 20 hours. So to me, mm. uh, Bill Belichick is uh, smarter, a better coach, more disciplined, uh, understands what's in front of him, and uh, this this stat has no meaning whatsoever. I think he will do very well this weekend against the Raiders, and I cannot believe the Raiders are favored by, I think, a point and a half at home this weekend. I can't believe Any, that. Anytime that something is weird when you look at the, the line – it's probably even weirder in reality, and yeah, I, like right. I've learned that. It's funny. Anytime you look at this line, you're going, "Oh, that, that, something's wrong." Like, is some, this a typo? Some, yeah, something Vegas. Right with that they, line. Yeah, they don't they don't build little small hotels out there on the strip. They know what they're talking <laughs> about. Follow her on Twitter at Shea Pepler, myself at Peter Burns ESPN. All right, how cold is it going to be? What's up next for the Dolphins and Bills? We'll discuss that more AFC race. We return here, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kansi and Carlin, ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Shea Cornette, filling in for the boys. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Peter Burns ESPN, at Shea Pepler. Um, I'm always intrigued by this because I look at guys that say, you know what, I live down south and I go up north or vice versa. And ESPN Dolphins reporter Marcel Louis-Jacques has done it both ways, right? Now, you know, used to cover the Bills, and now you cover the Miami Dolphins. Of course, a monster matchup between those two. Marcel, um, is it awkward when you see, like, the other other side of this? Do you wave? Do you, like, you, you say hi to the ex? How does this work? <laughs> Definitely not saying hi to any actors, but, uh, I, you know, this city, does, it, it treated me really well when I was here. I'm actually we're at a restaurant right now, uh, my favorite in town, Brightsmith Brewing. Uh, you know, they actually, they put a, a food item back on the menu for me, uh, like blocked off a table for me and a couple friends out here. Like, it, it's uh, there's still a lot of love in Buffalo, man. It's not awkward. We might go back and forth. On Twitter a little bit, but it's all love at the end of the day. You okay, know, well, no I have to ask, what's what's the what's the the food item like? What 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 did they bring back when Marcel rolls into town? All right, so you know what? Uh, you ever heard of a stinger sandwich? It's no. uh, I don't know if it's a buffalo thing or not, but it's like so like uh, I think cheesesteak with uh, chicken tender on top of it. Okay, I can so I can mess with their that. version of that. Okay. It's their version of that, but instead of shaved steak, it's smoked brisket uh, with a little white Alabama barbecue sauce. Oh. I think some, uh, uh, I think white cheddar as well. I mean, man, this thing was spectacular. I might order another one just to take home for tonight and then come back before my flight back to Miami <laughs> and bring one back home. <laughs> uh, I mean, this so place good. is it's like, special. Sir, do you have anything in to Buffalo declare? Bryson Brewing. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, I have sandwiches declared. Shay, I'm all in for that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It is dinner time. $10,000 worth of sandwiches. No kidding. Um, all right, let's get to the game on Saturday. We got our Saturday night game here between these two teams. And, and I feel like all we've talked about, Marcel, is the weather element. So let's just lean into that because we know Tua has not played well in cold weather situations. It's not only going to be cold, but there's going to be some snow elements to this as well. Before we get to the actual on-the-field game, do you think we're overblowing this weather situation, or is it a real concern for this Dolphin squad? I think I I can see 
I can see both sides. From from Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins' standpoint, I, I know why they're trying. They're not trying to let the snow and the weather become a bigger story than the game itself. You know, like they, they don't want to spend the week thinking about, oh, my God, it's going to be so cold and it's, the wind's going to be in my face and I can't feel the ball. They don't want to do all that. They're on a two-game losing streak. They can't afford, you know, to think about extracurricular, uh, you know, things like that. But at the same time, this isn't just a, a game in some cold weather. You know, if the game was played tonight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this from outside right now. It's chilly. You know, mm-hmm. it's cold. But you layer up, you bundle up, and if you got moving, like, you can warm up and it'll be okay. It's not just that. It's going to be, you know, they're projecting up to, I think, 14 inches of snow by the end of the night tomorrow. And it's basically all going to happen, you know, overnight. It's going to be windy. We're talking 25, 30-mile-per-hour winds. It's an experience. And so while, yes, you know, your, your mentality, the mind-over-matter thing, uh, this and that, don't let it become a thing if you don't want it to. I get that, and it, I can't argue against that. But you better make sure that your mentals are strong because the elements are going to be very strong. Yeah, it felt like a little bit of the the mind game that McDaniel was doing when it is like wearing the shirt. I wish it was colder, and I couldn't figure out if that's he was trying <laughs> to get the mentality of hey, you know, we're going up to cold weather, or hey, you know what? I want let's fo- let's have everybody else focus on the weather. We don't really care about it, right? We care about you know it's it's yeah. Buffalo, and and I'm trying to think of where right now. On, on paper, seeing both of these teams and covering both of these teams, Marcel, do the Dolphins have an advantage over Buffalo? At, at what, where at? Because I, I can't find one. It's, it's really hard. Uh, the, the advantage is that there's – I guess the advantage is that both teams have to play under these conditions. And, like, you can, you can practice. You can, you can, you know, practice in the snow all you want and have all the experience in the world playing in the snow. It, it doesn't change the fact that you're still playing in the snow and that your footing is still going to be difficult and that you, you can't push the ball downfield. So both teams are going to have to run more or less a similar game plan where I give Buffalo the edge is they've got a guy, a quarterback, in Josh Allen, who if it, if it is complete chaos outside, they can say, all right, uh, Josh, just uh, take it around the right tackle. We're going to pull Deion Dawkins in front of you, and we're just going to run QB power until they prove they can stop it. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins can't do that. They don't necessarily have that run game. I think to supplement or to, to distract, detract from the, the fact that they can't run the ball very efficiently, I, I would expect to see a little bit more emphasis on the quick passing game. And they can be dangerous there. You know, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill getting the ball in space, that can be dangerous, but they're going to have to get used to playing through what might be some pretty thick snow on the field. So as far as advantages go, I don't think the Dolphins have a distinct advantage in this game, but it's an equal playing field. And I guess that itself is, can be looked at as an advantage or at least a, a positive. Marcel, you brought this up earlier, and that's the fact that the Dolphins are currently riding a two-game losing streak. So on top of the fact of the weather and the pressure that kind of comes along with that, with Tua getting over the hump and performing well in, in bad, cold weather, what about the fact that they've lost two straight and losing three straight could be detrimental to their postseason mm. hopes? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> the AFC is too tight this year to mess around with, uh, with the losing streak. I actually asked Mike, McDaniel after the Chargers game, if there's any like elevated concern uh, about struggling like this at this time of year, you mm-hmm. know, if you lose two in a row, they did lose three in a row 
in uh, in in September going into October, and that's fine. You know, it, it puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, but you've got time to correct it at least. You still have two more months left in the season. This is the final stretch. This is when we're supposed to learn, you know, who the Dolphins really are. And, and right now, as I wrote after the game, they're failing that exam. They're failing that test. Uh, you know, two back-to-back games on the road in California, you lose both of them rather convincingly. Uh, you know, I think both both games may have looked closer than they actually were on the field. Uh, and then you got to, after a 10-day stretch in California, you've got to go up to Buffalo and play the Bills in mm. classic, you know, stereotypical Buffalo weather. Uh, it, it's, it's not a, a good look. This was always going to be the toughest game out of this three to start the month of December on the road. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously they would have hoped to have at least won one of them. They had that much cushion um, thanks to the five-game winning streak earlier in the season. They had that much cushion they could have afforded to lose one of two in California. But uh, losing the Chargers game, that, that, that was – they're not going to say it out loud, but uh, they were massively disappointed by that beyond the scope of just an average loss. Uh, McDaniel called it probably the furthest miss that they've had all season in terms of pregame expectations compared to what actually happened. They weren't prepared for the physicality. They weren't prepared for LA's game plan, and and, and it showed. So uh, you know, I guess the the only the positive that I could spin back to is it's an intelligent coaching staff. Uh, it's an intelligent locker room. I think that was a wake up call. Uh, I think that from actually from a game plan perspective. I think we see a more efficient Dolphins team. That's just when the elements come into play, though. You know, they'll be prepared mentally. They'll be prepared from a gameplay standpoint. Will they be able to handle what could be just a a literal snowstorm in (laughs) Buffalo? It it would go a long way for the Dolphins to defeat that narrative of, uh, oh, Florida teams can't play in the cold weather. This would be a huge win a huge feather in their cap against that argument. Yeah, if you're going to be the fifth meeting between Josh Allen and Tua, Allen holds the edge with three and one record in those games. Marcel, go enjoy uh, that uh, dinner, and if you could ship back a couple and just uh, bill ESPN Radio <laughs> on our concur, okay? Hey, as, as long as I'm not paying for it, man, just give me Perfect. the order and I got you. Perfect. Liam, uh, Bill's in the mail. There he goes. Marcel, Louis, Jacques, uh, going back inside. As you can just tell, too, whenever people are doing phoners, I always, like, anytime somebody's coming on air with us, Shay, and they're calling from up north, I try to see how long the interview can go to see how cold they get by the end of it. You can hear their teeth chattering. Yeah, right, because you, like, know their breath is like smoke because it's so cold outside. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. You're just like, hurry up, got to go back inside. Yeah, By the way, right. uh, this uh, weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you can save. Gosh, the Cowboys were so co- uh, like so close to being saved, and Jerry Jones just stepped into it yet once again. You'll hear what he had to say coming up next. Canty and Carlin with Peter Burns and Shay Cornett here on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, always presented by Progressive Insurance, Peter Burns and Shay Cornette. Believe it or not, this is the longest a radio show has ever gone without there being Dallas Cowboys news and us not bringing <laughs> it up. I think that did set the record. The record previous was 94 minutes, and we are nearly deep into hour number three here. Shay, can you believe that? I know. I'm proud of us. I feel so. really like we accomplished something, Peter. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what in the hell Jerry Jones is trying to accomplish by his quotes coming out today, uh, courtesy of USA Today Sports. He actually said this uh, late yesterday. He says, quote, Odell's going to join us. There's a good chance he will with the complete goal of getting ready for a playoff game or two. Then I'll look at the future, but most of it being about now. Now, Shay, when you look at this, obviously the Cowboys allegedly passed on Odell a couple weeks ago, decided to wait and, and figure it out. Are How surprised are you that he's dipping his toes back into this water? Well, you know, we talked to Jeremy Fowler earlier. I'm like, can you spell this out for me? I'm confused. So will he be ready for the postseason? Will he not be ready for the postseason? And I, I guess that's going to remain to be seen. But this to me feels a lot like Jerry Jones telling other teams out there, back up. He's going to be a Dallas Cowboy next season. And if that mm-hmm. means he needs to play a snap or two in the postseason this year to see if he's right, so be it. I'll give him the contract for four games, three games, two games. I don't care. I want him to have the star on his helmet next season. That's what this tells me. Now, I'll tell you this, Peter. If he doesn't join this Cowboy squad, this is the biggest failure in a recruiting pitch that I've ever seen from a <laughs> national football team it, it publicly ever. Ever. So it, it, it's a failure all around if the Cowboys don't have Odell on their squad in the next four days, essentially. Yeah, but to me, it's almost it, – it's it's a failure that would help the team. I don't think that Odell can help them going forward. And if for any other reason, this Cowboys team seems to be in a good spot. Like, for me, I, I wonder – and I think part of it is Jerry Jones, who made his money as a Wildcatter, always wants to find the deal, the value. And he's, like, infatuated by this stuff. And to me – Adding Odell when you don't know what his future is going to be is rocking the boat when you don't have to in the search of headlines, something that Jerry Jones continues to be his own worst enemy when it comes to being the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and Cowboys fans should be upset with that. We continue to move on here, talk a little NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.